another day Another dollar Makes you wonder where your money went You can scream And you can holler Hi folks, this is Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. One man's view of the changing world and the changing economic times and the things that we can all do to live a better life. Dictated as always on my 50 mile commute between Arlington and Frisco, Texas. This is Tuesday, November 4th. This is episode 86. Today, of course, is election day. And if this is your first show, I'm going to have to ask you to bear with me and maybe listen to some of the older shows if you want. True practical survival advice. Uh, tune in maybe uh, Thursday and Friday this week. Uh, or like I said, go listen to some of the past episodes. Uh, today we are going to talk a bit about politics. And I actually think today's show is going to be very short. I don't have a real agenda for today. Um, I, I, like most of America, am now in a holding pattern. I, I want to know what my government's going to look like by the end of today. And, and I'm not really so concerned with how the presidency's going to look, because I pretty much know. I'm not happy about it at all, in any way, shape, or form, but I pretty much predict a landslide on the election for Obama today. And I think everybody except Fox News is doing the same thing, and I don't think it's because of media bias. In, in this particular instance, I think it's because the media bias has already happened. Uh, the guy's inauguration is going to be a coronation of a prince, and uh, I, I see some pretty dark times for our country. Um, and, and today we're just going to talk about maybe what's going to happen today, and I'm going to try to make you laugh a little bit and maybe uh, take this thing a little bit more lighthearted. And I'm also going to kind of implore upon you, if you haven't voted yet today, if you didn't vote early, leave work early, do whatever you have to, go vote. Even if you don't think your vote's going to matter, go vote. I have a rule. If someone starts bitching to me about the government, whether I agree with them or disagree with them doesn't matter. The first thing I say is, hey, did you vote? And they say, what? It's in the last election. Did you go vote? No. Okay, then I don't care what you have to say. Because if you, if you won't take the time out of your life once every two years, and yes, folks, you should go once every two years, unless there's some kind of special election, you should go to those two, and you should go to the primaries. So maybe four times uh, uh, in every two years, right? Um, you should be going to the polls. And if you won't do that then I don't really have a lot of respect for your opinion about what the government should or shouldn't do because you've had a chance to uh, to make your voice heard and you've chosen not to. So go vote today. And I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. Uh, if you've listened to earlier episodes, you know that I'm not voting for either one of them. I won't even say who I voted for today. I'll tell you tomorrow when I tell you the pathetic numbers that he came in with. But, you know, my wife and I felt the same way this year. We're in the state of Texas. John McCain's going to win the state of Texas. If we voted for McCain, we were voting against Obama, not for McCain. We didn't want McCain. Uh, there's a lot of problems that we had with McCain. We thought he was infinitely better than Obama. Yet, how would our voice be heard if we voted for McCain like every other Republican Texan out there? Um, it would not. And that if you know, if a third party puts up five percent, even this election, maybe it'll maybe it'll be heard by some people. Maybe. Some people will go, hey, wait, there was another option. There was a there was a plan C, right? Well, there's, you know, there's not just plan A and plan B. 
Obama, there's a plan C, because a lot of states, unlike Texas, don't have third-party candidates on their ballots. Uh, we were fortunate in most of the positions I had the opportunity to vote for a third party. Uh, I chose to exercise that option the majority of the times, but not all the times. The other thing I did is when somebody was running unopposed, I didn't vote for them. Uh, if you give me a choice of one person and nobody else, I'll choose not to mark the, the ballot. Now, that's not telling you how to vote. I'm just telling you how I did and the way I looked at things. Uh, well, my wife and I decided, and don't worry, I won't be hung over tomorrow because we're not going to go buy, like, you know, five bottles of wine to do this with. We're going to take one bottle of wine. We're going to sit down and pour two glasses of wine, and we're going to sit in front of the, uh, the TV set. And we're going to watch the election. And we're going to play the drinking game. And this is going to be, you know, there's all kinds of drinking games. There was drinking games around the Series 24. It was like if the Chloe, if Chloe hacked something, everybody took a drink, right? And they had all these other things, you know, Jack ends up in uh, in prison to take a drink, all this other stuff. Right, so tonight what we're going to do is every time on the news we hear disenfranchised, okay, long lines or fraud, we are going to take a drink. And uh, we'll see how long that bottle of wine lasts to people. We'll be taking small drinks and trying to extend our uh, our fun with this. And and the reality is, don't think I'm making light of this. I think that that our country again is in for some dark times under, and not just an Obama presidency, but an Obama presidency with complete control of the House and the Senate by the Democrats. And uh, if the Republicans were in control of the House and the Senate, and Obama had the presidency, I'd be a lot less worried. And if the Republicans had the White House. And the Democrats had the House and Senate, I'd be a lot less worried. Now, let me tell you something else. I didn't think it worked out real well when we had the Republicans in control of everything either. I think that they let power go to their head and they put our country into a tailspin. And we're dealing with a lot of the things that we have today because of the mismanagement, abuse, and arrogance and overspending of a Republican-dominated administration. So if you're coming here looking for somebody to shill for the Republicans, wrong place. You're coming here looking for somebody to shill for the Democrats, wrong place. And again, most shows won't be really about politics at all. Most of these shows are going to be, how do you store food? How do you preserve meat? How do you add to your garden production? Things like that. This is, this is generally about modern survivalism. Reloading. Different options for firearms. Hopefully those options will remain available. Different ways that you can uh, prepare yourself for natural disasters or man-made disasters. That's generally what this show's about. If you've listened before, you know that. If it's your first episode, again, bear with me today, folks. Uh, I, I just really don't have a, a, a huge agenda today, other than I didn't want to leave the day go without a podcast at all. I will take this opportunity to answer a question that's been posed on the forum at the survivalpodcast.com slash forum and was sent to me directly in an email. And I waited for today to do this so I'd have something to talk about today. And it was my opinion on, should we buy a gun before the election? And not a gun because there's going to be riots in the streets, but meaning that after Obama's elected, that there might be more restrictive firearms legislation, and should I buy before the election? Well, I'm sorry I waited until the day of the election to answer this, but my answer is sort of. And what I mean by that is, I went to the gun show Saturday here in Fort Worth, actually Sunday here in Fort Worth, and I walked around and I looked at a lot of guns, and there were a lot of really cool, like the, the, the FALs, the FALs, and uh, AR-15s and stuff like that up, and a lot of people had Obama's come and better get this now, right? They were using that as their marketing. And I found that a little short-sighted, and here's why. Uh, the first thing Obama has to do is win the election, which I think is going to happen. I think that, you know, even the stock market's priced in an Obama win at this point. You won't see the market do much today. It'll probably go up about 200 points. That's my prediction for the Dow. 200 points up today. You can 
take a look at that. I'm on record, see whether I'm right or wrong, how far I'm right or wrong. But I think that everything's already planned for with the election today, and not much else is going to go on. Right? There's not going to be a lot of earnings reports released on election day and things like that. But once uh, the same year, Barack Obama becomes our prince, crown prince of the United States, uh, there's this period of time where Bush is truly a lame duck. He's been a lame duck for a while, but he'll really be a lame duck for November and December and part of January. So if you're worried about Barack Obama uh, passing new firearms legislation and you want to buy stuff because you figure it might get grandfathered, and a real threat is the assault weapons ban coming back. I think that'll be the first shot across the bow of uh, legitimate firearms owners. Uh, yeah, you probably want to act in the short-term future. I don't see Mr. Obama getting this done in his first 30 days. It's going to be a long process. But within his first two years, I think that he will take a shot across the bow of the Second Amendment. And, uh, again, the first place will be the assault weapons ban. And the last assault weapons ban, uh, if you had a pre-ban weapon, uh, it was grandfathered. Uh, so now if you've always wanted an AR-15 or a, a, a CAR-15 or any of the weapons that were in the previous ban, uh, it's probably a good time to buy, yes. I do think that's a good idea. Uh, on high-capacity magazines, if you'd like some 30-round magazines for your AR, uh, I would buy them now. I would invest in them now. Uh, then there's tons of them out there, and if there's a pre-ban clause, which there probably would be, because otherwise they're looking at having to go out and seize weapons and components. And that's why that grandfathering was in there, because they knew that when that happened, that people would snap out. So they'll probably do that again. And the good news is because the ban went away, the production of high-capacity magazines went through the roof. So there's a lot more of them in circulation now than there was before the ban. Uh, so it may, it may not be completely impossible uh, to, to find you know, high-capacity magazines at reasonable prices, but the odds are, if uh, if that new ban goes into place, uh, that they're good investments uh, purchasing either the weapons that would have to be grandfathered or things like the high-capacity magazines. Of course, the assault weapons ban is complete bullshit. Uh, it had absolutely no impact on crime whatsoever. Uh, even according to the FBI, the ATF, and the uh, uh, the Center for Disease Control, uh, you know, Center for Disease Control uh, tracks deaths. And those three organizations all said that the, before the ban, during the ban, after the ban, no difference. Didn't matter. Didn't affect crime. Didn't affect death rates. Didn't affect anything. Uh, because it was only banning a certain type of weapon that, honestly, the original list was created by some jackass senator. I can't remember his name now. But he, he's on record basically saying he went through pictures of guns and picked out the ones that looked scary. And that is a quote. I don't remember his name, but I remember what he said. And uh, so that's how this whole thing got started. And uh, if you want to research those statistics, I know I do have some people that are kind of left-leaning that listen to the show. And I have no problem with that. In fact, I'm left-leaning in a lot of my social uh, philosophies as well uh, because I'm a libertarian. I believe in fiscal conservatism and social liberty. That you should be able to do whatever you want and just don't ask me to pay for it. And don't ask me to subsidize it and don't ask me to uh, to pick up behind you with your consequences. In other words, if you go out and use illegal drugs, fine. If you don't rob my TV, I really don't care. If you don't sell them to high school students, I really don't care. Do whatever you want. Go nuts. Smoke all the crack, shoot all the dope you want. When you end up with hepatitis, 
don't ask me to pay for it. Don't ask the fellow taxpayers to pay for it. When you finally decide to clean up your life, don't ask for us to put you up in a posh place for rehab. Go clean your own life up. You created your problem. You solve it. Uh, in other words, I believe that if you have a right, then you get the responsibility that goes along with that right. That's something that's been lost on our nation, and I think we're going to see the effects of it today. I also want to be a little bit of a voice of common reasoning here. There's um, a lot of people in kind of the Patriot militia movement, the Alex Jones movement, the 9-11 truthers, and stuff like that, that think that a Barack Obama presidency is going to be, you know, a reenactment of Nazi Germany, all right, rounding up the dissidents and uh, the, the, there's FEMA death camps all over the place, and we're all going to be buried in mass graves or something like that. Come on, people, come on! I think Barack Obama's infinitely bad for this country, but I don't think you're going to see people lined up into red lines and blue lines in FEMA death camps. I think that's absolutely asinine. Now, trust me, if we start to head in that direction, I'll be a loud voice of opposition of it. But I think that most of the people that are talking about that right now are just conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat wearing freaks. All right, and uh, you know, and the reason I want to bring that into focus is because over the next four years, we're going to have to make a lot of decisions about how we react to things. And when uh, Obama presidency, backed by a Democrat House and Democrat Senate, starts attacking uh, the Second Amendment, the, the, the smart way to, to, to counter that is for everybody to get off their dead ass, pick up a phone, and make a call to your congressman and say, hey, I'm not for this. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't even care what your personal opinion on this is. We have got to follow the Constitution, and I'm going to hold you accountable, especially your congressman, because you know what? You get to vote for or against him again in two years. Those clowns have to you know, win their, their job back every two years. They pay attention to you. A lot more than your senator does, and certainly a lot more than the president does. It's not going to be to start freaking out and turning cars over, or, or stocking your bunker heavier and moving out into the wilderness. All right, That's not modern survival philosophy. Now, if you want to live out in the wilderness, God bless you, go do it. But you know, don't react in fear to these things from these conspiracy theory freaks. Now, there is one thing that, uh, that Barack Obama has said that gives me a lot of concern. And it's something that I believe the patriotic duty of every American is going to be to watch this thing like a hawk and make those phone calls, especially to your congressman, constantly about this thing as it progresses, if it progresses. Back in this summer, Barack Obama made a comment that we needed a civilian defense force that was as powerful as our military protecting us on our domestic soil. Now, if you want to lend any credence to the tinfoil hat brigade that thinks that there's something really amiss here, boy, that'll set off red flags and bells and whistles for anybody. I don't know exactly what that means right now. I'm not sure. But I'm telling you, when we have Prince Barack, pay attention to it. That's one of the things you cannot ignore going forward. Because even if it's not this great evil, the, the Hitler brown shirts that some people are painting it as, it's probably a great place to suck two or three hundred billion dollars a year of our money to further detract from the liberties of the American people. Uh, don't let it happen. We already have something like that. It's a monstrosity called the Department of Homeland Security. We don't 
need another one. And when I hear, as powerful as our military, that bothers me. And it should bother you as well. So, you know, again, this is not anti-Obama because I don't think that matters anymore. But it is anti-policy at this point. We need to start looking at what the objectives and agendas are and how we as patriots are going to oppose them in a legal, rational, logical way. Because that's as much a part of survivalism as storing food and storing beans, bullets, and band-aids and learning first aid and having a garden. is prevent the problems before they occur. Because what's the number one rule of modern survivalism? To create an environment where you can survive. Alright? It's not just to get out of the way of the truck coming at you, but not to step in the road in front of the truck in the first place if it can be avoided. Alright? So I think that's just the way we need to start looking at things here from this point out. I think we need to accept Barack Obama's presidency as inevitable. I've also heard questions, do you think there are going to be riots tonight? Okay, here's what I think would happen. If McCain won, especially in like a Bush 2000 model with hanging shads in Florida, we would have massive riots. I really do. And the reason is not because Barack Obama's a black guy. All right, You people that think that way, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Do you know why? Because the media has created an environment conducive to it. They've so told people that this guy's going to win the election. And they've been telling people that for eight months. All right, Even when, when, the, when he was still competing for the nomination against Hillary, it's over. He's won and he's going to win the election. And they've all been in the tank for him and everybody believes it, even me. So if I saw McCain win tonight and I would rather have a President McCain than a President Obama, I'd still be like, I, I think something's wrong here. I, this doesn't add, it doesn't make sense. Alright? So I think that would cause riots. I don't think the risk of that is minimal. Because I don't think it's going to happen. Because I don't expect it to happen. So that's why if, if you start hearing somewhere in the middle today that McCain's, you know, pulling ahead in states on exit polls that, are, that were not expected for him to win, you might want to leave work early today. If you live in, if you have to drive through or work in a major metropolitan downtown area. Just saying, couldn't hurt anything to take a couple hours off early if you start to see that. Probably ain't going to happen. Probably don't need to worry about it. Just, you know, I feel my obligation to say that. What do I think will happen tonight is that Barack Obama is going to win and we will see, I wouldn't call them riots, we're going to see civil unrest in certain areas of the country. And again, I do not believe it's because Barack Obama is a black guy so the black people are going to go out in the street and party and tear down the, the streets. I think that it's because the college student population in our country is a bunch of party animal drunk and they like to party and they look for an excuse. When the Red Sox won the World Series and people in Boston tore their own city apart, it wasn't a guy that lived in Boston his whole life that was 45 years old that had to go to work the next day. It was a bunch of college students and I think that's going to be your source of civil unrest tonight. I think it'll be largely contained. I don't think it's a threat to you in suburbia at all. But look for some uh, disobedience, partying in the streets. Uh, think of the Red Sox winning the series, uh, the Pistons uh, when they won the NBA championship. Think of stuff like that. And I bet you we see it somewhere tonight. And I'm on record. And tomorrow, if I'm wrong, I'll be, hey, you know what? Americans behave themselves. I have new hope for my country. But I just don't think that's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow.
you know, and, and I think that wraps it up because I just don't have a lot to say today. I'm sorry to my regular listeners, and if you're a new listener, hey, like you said, go back and listen to some prior episodes. Tune in uh, later this week, Thursday and Friday. We'll do practical preparation shows. Tomorrow we're going to be talking all about the election, a new structure of the government. And if that's not your thing, hey, I understand. But again, this is the biggest thing going on in America today. And uh, I have international listeners, and I know you may not be as interested in this stuff as well. And I'm sorry, but again, I mean, my, my audience is 90% from America. I have to, uh, to talk about the things that are important to them. And as a patriot, and as an American citizen, and as someone that loves liberty uh, and pays attention to what's going on, uh, the election's important to me. So that's why we've talked about it today, kind of in maybe a different and lighthearted way. Some way you're not going to hear on NBC, CBS, or ABC, or even Fox News. Uh, hopefully it's been entertaining for you. I know I'm trying to show short at about 20 minutes today. Uh, but, folks, I just wanted to make sure there was a show today, and I almost didn't do one. Uh, so I hope you got a lot out of it. Uh, remember to give me com- comments and feedback at the blog at the Survivor. Survivalpodcast.com. Uh, I've just about got enough prizes lined up to, to start giving out stuff again in the listener appreciation contest. So if you haven't joined that, ignore the text and stare for the old one that was already won. Please join the listener appreciation contest. Tell other people about our show. Help spread the word. And please get involved in our forum. If you, you know, like I said, if politics wasn't your discussion of uh, choice today, and you'd like to get away from it, go to our forum. Uh, you can discuss anything from from patriotism and the new revolution. If you're a conspiracy person, there's a tinfoil hat forum for you. Uh, and we say wear your tinfoil hat with uh, honor. There's gardening forums. There's recipe forums. There's food stores. There's emergency preparation. There's even regional boards there. Uh, and the forums growing like mad. We have over 400 members and over 7,000 posts and a little bit over a month of activity on the forum. Uh, so that's available as well. Uh, I do thank you again for tuning in. Uh, this has been Jack Spirico with the Survival Pat Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world, the changing economic times, and how you can live a better life if times get tough or even if they don't. You can scream and you can holler doesn't matter cause it all gets spent